What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Forfeit Podcast. Another episode, 65. Episode 65. I'm Matt. With me here in person um, for Wing Night. Fantastic. Wow, man. Wow. I think we're too full to do this episode. We might have to do it tomorrow night. Our tummies are too full. Yeah, I feel a food coma coming on. And this this uh, this, this NBA uh, opening night game is putting me to sleep. It's Warriors. boring as all hell. Kevin Durant. Oh my God. Oh, oh, oh wait. We, we also have Big John Stud here and uh, and the J Lo. What's up, fellas? What's hey, up? We'll save Very you. Hungry. We'll Very save hungry. Very hungry. <laughs> we'll save you a couple of wings. We'll mail them down to Brigantine for the after show. Yeah. Behind the scenes footage for the DVD. Yep. Behind episode 65. Let's get wingsicle. You guys want mild or, or, or hot? Some I, I, got, I got something for you. <laughs> I think I can say it on the podcast. But. What do you got? You got some boneless. What do you got? I, I edit this thing. Give it to us. The Buffalo Tales. It's all right. Unbelievable. Just, just knowing that half this podcast gets thrown out of wing night. It's un- unacceptable. I hope our listeners understand what's going on here. The real life implications of not being invited to wing night. It really is. I mean, there's, you know, there's. There, there was hidden messages sent through the lack of invitations. Clearly, messages have been sent. Clearly. Clearly, this is the only time that Bill actually shows his full face on the podcast is when he's at wing night. Uh-huh. Thanks to T-Mobile. We appreciate it. One of, one, of the many, one of the many divides that we've had on this podcast, and, and the biggest one is who was invited to wing night and who's not. Not, not who's a Howie guy and who's a Wentz guy. It's, it's – uh, it's 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 being invited to to eat some wings. The true the tr- that that shows you tr- the true colors here. Forfeit podcast. The alliance has been made. The alliance <laughs> has been made. Speaking of alliances, it looks like the city of Philadelphia has formed a new alliance, the Jalen Hurts Alliance. Uh, the Eagles, although although they lost to the to the to the Cardinals. Uh, Jalen still came out and was balling, uh, impressed everybody three, uh, uh, he went for three thirty-eight, three touchdowns, zero interceptions and a QB rating of 102.3. It's what pretty impressive. It, three fumbles though. Oh, uh, Hey, yeah. I mean, Hey, they didn't lose any. Sorry. So okay. Just, As just, safety was a little ugly too. Paying, just paying his homage to number eleven. Hey, this one's for you, number eleven. Remember this play? You taught me this play. But you Psych. know, Psych. but you know, it's like what we were saying before we hit record. It was like, even though we were down, it it just felt exciting to see the offense and what they could do. There, there's still there's still a spark and some new energy. It 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 never never did we feel like we were down and out. And uh, I think that that goes. Uh, that's going to go a long way for uh, for Mr. Hertz. Um, we got a big one this week. I think it's uh, you know for for the for the Philadelphia Eagles purists. I think there's there's two very important games on the schedule, and those are the Dallas weeks. Um, you know, make playoffs or no playoffs. It's some some people boil it down to well, did we beat Dallas? 
And uh, I think this is now more than ever a, a must win, not, you know, whether it's Dallas or not, just to keep our hopes alive. Um, I can't believe we're still that fucking tie. It's that <laughs> fucking tie. It's better than all. It's like a win right now, though. I mean, it's like a win. Yep. I mean, John's all against it. It's like, John, listen, step back. I hate it. Accept <laughs> it. A tie is better than a loss. Ah. And we, I mean, that could literally be the reason we win the division. Like that's that's beats any tie break right now. If the Panthers beat the Redskins, and if the Panthers yep. beat the Redskins, I really don't see the Giants beating the Ravens this week. So then, literally, it's up to us and the Redskins next week. And if Dwayne and that happens, game gets flexed too, right? it, yeah, there was they, they said on PFT that like they're already hearing if that's good, if that's a game for the division, it'll, it'll 100 percent be Sunday night football game. They'll flex that for sure. So I mean, it's it's it, I it, it's, uh, it's it's definitely what we're heading towards right now. But he can't overlook Dallas. Dallas is playing a little better. You know, it's you know they somehow Zeke has this, Zeke has this mysterious injury all of a sudden. You know, and is inactive, and Tony Pollard looks like Barry Sanders reincarnated playing behind that O line. So, you know, Dallas still has a lot of weapons. Then Dallas don't want to overlook it, but uh, you know, there's definitely some reasons still to be to, to be excited for uh, you know for Sunday. I think so. It's just a matter of uh, them taking care of business, what they can take care of at least. The Philadelphia Eagles at four nine and one going to Dallas. To, to face the five and nine Cowboys for playoff implications. Listen, Dallas can still win the division if they NFC win least, ladies and gents. I mean, every team is so great. Every team can still win it. Just one little tweak. You're never out, man. Everyone was just booking this season as a as a as a as a lost season, and you're never out until the last game. Just think about what if Doug made this call after Week Eight. We probably have at least two, three more wins under our belt right now. I think we beat the, the Browns with this, with the way Jalen's playing. I think that's two wins minimum. We have more, and we're like coasting to a eight in the eight, to a seven, eight and one division title, maybe. And, and Deshaun Jackson's trying to come back for uh, last game of the season, I believe. Uh, great, uh, there great. You go. I was excited. Great. Now I'm all like unexcited again. Thanks a lot. Pop my balloon. Listen, he never needs to put another Eagles beer for him. Not hatred. That's just picture it. Just close your eyes. It's 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 Sunday. It's the last game of the year. Washington, we get the ball. You know, we defer to the second half. Eagles get it. Hike the ball. First play of the game. It's a it's a it's a play action pass, and Jalen Hurts whips out and throws a bomb to Sean Jackson for a touchdown. Yeah. Then it, it, what year is this? Two thousand nine. <laughs> it can happen now. And, you know, in, and you know where my where mind would go, and then this probably lets Jesse feel Jesse the same it's wow why can't Rager do that because he's not good <laughs> he wasn't a first round pick on draft night and he isn't a first round pick now it's it's another bad uh, another bad miss we have to call it what it is when when the guy that's taken immediately after you that your scouts tell you this is the guy get this guy He's a good player, and you think you're the smartest guy in the room again, and you draft the wrong guy for fit, an apparent fit over the best player. He, again, had to be the smartest guy in the room, and again, he's wrong. Jefferson's already already going to his first Pro Bowl as a rookie. As a rookie, going to the Pro Bowl. So yeah. that's great. 
We, at least we don't even have a receiver that's got 500 yards. Way to go, Howie. Well, good thing he hit on Hurts because that is a pretty big hit at least. So We hope, but, I mean, it's been two games. We, I mean, if he continues to, to play well, great. But we don't know yet. You know, yeah. it, it's it's one of those things. And great, he hit on Hurts, but he also missed completely whiffed on the Carson contract that, that's going to set this franchise back two or three years. And he's missed on two or three drafts that are going to set us back for God knows how many years trying to restock restock the cupboard. And by the time that we are good enough, the, the guys that we have that are fairly young now are going to be out of the league or done. It's... It it was just a colossal series of errors. So yeah, no, it's uh, you know it's just a it's just a it's just uh, amazing. It just goes to show what a difference one year makes. Because right, it's a, correct me if I'm wrong, but if how and I think we talked about this before, if Howie just waited one year to 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 lock Carson up instead of signing him when he did, this could have been all avoided story. Because we might not have paid him because he got hurt. Coming off injury. Seattle. I think another GM would be like, look, dude, you know, you're coming off injury. Let's see. Let's see what you got. You know, grind it out and, and make him earn it for one more year. Now that, and, and I think that's kind of, you know, I guess the pill that has to get swallowed. But I think it was the Super Bowl hangover. We were all, you know, they were sniffing themselves. And, and you know, and I think, you know, instead of – Instead of looking at it, you know, the glass half empty with this guy, potentially, they were like, well, no, I mean, he had this MVP caliber season. His glass is full. You know, let's lock him up while, while the getting's good. Yeah, now it's, uh, it's, it's funny hearing, like, national guys talk about Carson, and I saw Adam Shine on his Time to Shine show, and he's has always been a big Carson guy, and he's like, I absolutely was going to vote for him in 17. He's like, and I still almost did. With his body of work through 13 games, but he's like Tom Brady had a comparable season and finished it. So that's how he got my vote. And he's like, I've been a Carson proponent. He's like, but you can't deny that in the NFL, when you have it, you just have it. And watching guys just gravitate on the team to Jalen and how he plays, if he plays just for two more games, then you know you have it. And this is what you got to – this is what the league is. Like, yep. you have a star, but other stars are born an opportunity. And Jalen took his taking his opportunity – and now it's, you know, basically on Howie to figure this out. And, again, it's I'm confident. This is where I feel he is skillful in these situations. When uh, contracts and loading guys, it's just, you know, I think this is going to be, I'm hoping, best-case scenario, is like a Tannehill situation where we got to eat some cap and Carson's going to go somewhere and probably excel if, you know, if, if it's in the right system. And that, yeah. but then there's also guys that think Carson's going to have to fight the reason we can't trade him is because no one thinks Carson can be a starter. Like with that, he's we'll, gonna have to fight it. Yeah, like he'll have to earn it somewhere. Yeah. So it's and he's gonna pay a guy thirty-four million dollars to earn a starting job. So I guess it's a matter of, you know, how he, you know, I mean. But the good thing is, it's it's all thing today. There's fourteen teams in the NFL that could probably trade for Carson, like who need a quarterback. So there's not like it's a, a small market. It's potentially it's. It's a matter just who's of who's willing to take on that, yeah. that contract. And that was what was what was surprising. Not surprising, but it did he after the uh game, uh the post game was real like not down on it, but it was just like Carson's not gonna go anywhere. Like we can't trade this. And that was kind of not disappointing to hear, but you know, 
I guess, you know, maybe he's just being practical, but he was pretty animate about how he don't think we can trade. He's, he's never seen a contract, contract like that traded in NFL history, but. And he's just staying diplomatic. Yeah, you never know. I mean, it's it's Diddy. You know, I think he, you know, whatever. But, you know, I guess it's – I just don't see how if, if Jalen plays well, win or lose these last two games, how you don't just – I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just unbelievable. I mean, it's, just, it's black and white. Doug is 11-3 and three as a head coach without Carson as a starting quarterback. If, I don't know. I get it. I just don't get it. Like, I, do I also you- don't understand what, what – I mean, like, I get killing the, the Howie – uh, contract part of it, but like, what were you going to do? He was going to play last year, and the way he, he, he the way he played last year, were you not going to pay him then either? Well, no. I mean, after the concussion, I think after him missing, not being able to finish that game again, they might. And again, maybe they maybe they would have paid him still. Who knows? Or maybe they would have been like, we want you to play this fifth year option out. I don't. I I don't know I, at that point where their head was at. You know I'll tell I mean? you what, that concussion. Probably brought on the the the, the decision just to and, then, and, and that's what I mean. Did the con- a, a did, did the concussion yeah. now put Howie in the? I don't feel comfortable again. We need a, we need a plan. Really a really here. good plan B because yeah. Carson's worrying me now. And so at that point, again, does Howie still pay? I don't know, but at that point, maybe he has more information to decide. Again, you know what? Maybe we play out to start the year. You know, again, you know, it's it's not fair to go through retrospect. And to be fair, no quarterback in twenty less twenty five years that I can think of has regressed this drastically in three years. I mean, from an MVP level at age twenty five to now age twenty eight, can he be a starter in the NFL? Questions. I mean, that is just now. Granted, there are major injuries that could have pushed us to that. But I can't think of anybody that was at his level. The closest is Andrew Luck. Probably. And then just like done. Like, Andrew Luck. So how would you feel right now if we didn't have if all we had was Nate Sudfeld? Oh, how would feel, you, what would you feel? I'd feel literally doom and gloom for this franchise if we didn't have Jalen Hurts. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But again, Bill, it, it's not like it, it's not like Hurts is a sure thing. Like he's just as much of a regardless of what you feel or how he's played, he's just as much of a lottery ticket as Wentz is like, there's still, there's just as good of a chance that, that this is his peak and he drops from here as there is that Carson comes back and he plays well again. Because if you look at the, you know, some of the crazy things that Wentz did in that, that 2017 year, like the list of guys that did it before him were like Manning. And that's it. Or like Manning and Rogers or, or Breeze. Like he was in like such ridiculously high company with, with, with other players. And now granted Hertz has been playing as about as good as you can expect out of a rookie out of these last two games. But I mean, let's not forget Carson's first, first, his first year, his rookie year, he won his first three on the, on off the jump, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's good to know that we have a guy who might be the guy in Jalen Hurts, but the whole dis- all the decisions that got us here, yeah, we have we might have the guy, but we're gonna pay for the mistakes for the next year or two because of it. Oh no, yeah, I mean the roster is gonna suffer on talent level, and we're not. And it's gonna have to be more, you know, unscripted Jalen making plays happen with his feet or you know, breakdowns by sending plays. So I do agree he's going to talent. I mean, he's going to suffer on the talent end more than he should 
if he is the starting quarterback. But I think he also, um, to John's point, you know, that he always makes it's, you know, elevate the players around you or just put them, let your players make plays. And it, it just, again, it's two games, but in the NFL, you know, it's a week to week league. We all say that he could look terrible against the Cowboys and be like, oh no, we're horrible. You don't know. But the reality is, is he did two very, again, I can't speak to you. We played the first three games of the season, but to beat the number one defense and the Saints who literally made Patrick Mahomes, again, Mahomes did Mahomes things, but he's a great quarterback in probably the last 20 years. And for him, him to, to handily, I mean, really, we dominated the Saints. They came back late. And then to go, again, Arizona is not an elite defense, but to go to a, a place where we historically don't play good and win and come down to the last play of the game, basically, again, you know, you're totally right. It's two games. I, you know, I, I, you can't sit here and say – confidently this is it but it just i think we all you know but no one gave him a shot in hell yeah that's what i mean like Like, we all thought like everyone thought we were gonna get i mean embarrassed and it's just one of those things where you know i know you watch him in college just more than you're probably more than any of us it just you just have something that's like you're drawn to it's like he just has that it you can just see it and it's like i haven't seen that from carson since 17 honestly you know what i mean so it's like all right well if carson lost that spark jalen's got it and He's, he's hungry, and I don't feel that hunger with Carson. So, like we said before, at least it's like with him at this point, it's just kind of fun to watch because you know you got a guy that just wants it, just as a dog, yeah. you know? And so that's why I guess it's just hopeful. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful, you know. I'm hopeful at this point. But Speaking of college football, Jesse and uh, Bill, you guys got the feeling in your pants like you've been climbing the rope in gym class, Alabama versus Notre Dame. Rope a dope. Oh, Revenge City now. for the Irish. Ian Book, let's do it. Oh, it, this is going to be a hate crime by the time this game's over. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It, it's going to be bad. Alabama's going to beat the fucking brakes off of that team. And, I mean, the one good thing is is going to be by the end of that, that run, it we will hopefully see the Eagles' next draft pick shine in those next couple games because there's there's – two players on that roster that are surefire home run hits and even Howie Roseman can't fuck that. Well, Howie can fuck it up. He'll, he'll fuck it up. But, and, and speaking of fucking things up, I'm looking at the, uh, the wide receiver class for this year, the 2020 wide receiver class. So Jefferson's a, a pro bowler. CD lamb is the second best. T Higgins is the third. Ayuk is the fourth Claypool, Judy, Lavishka, Pittman, Ruggs, Hamler, and then Rieger. Like, it, it's getting to the point where it's embarrassing that when, when you have scouts, if you're paying these guys and they're saying, this is the guy, this is the fucking guy, this is the guy, this is the guy, this is the guy, especially after you miss so catastrophically with DK, you would have thought, especially with everything that Howie's gone through, and apparently he was humbled when you know he was stripped of all his duties and put in a, a fucking locker somewhere, that he was humbled. And how quickly he lost that lesson. Because what's he do? Does he learn from the DK Metcalf pick? No, he most certainly doesn't. He tries to be the smartest guy in the room again. And what's he do? He misses on the best wide receiver that was on the board. And the next team on the board took him and laughed at us when we passed on him. They laughed at us. 
I don't, I want to just hop in on this conversation real quick, but like uh-huh. that, that list, and I don't know this off the fact top of my head, cause you'll have to research it, but how many of those rookie receivers were all put on injured reserve this season? So Rager has played nine games. All of the others have played 12 to 14, but if you go to right. yards, receiving yards a game. So we'll go to receiving yards a game. The list is Jefferson, Ayuk, Lamb, Higgins, Claypool, Mims, Judy, Chenault, Pittman, Rieger. So he's slightly better when you go to receiving yards per game. If you go to touchdowns, it's really bad. Like no matter what stat you look at, the negatives on him, you know, couldn't get separation and had problems running routes. That was the scout. That was the negatives on him. And holy shit, does it look like all of that was right. And how he was like, oh, well, I, I've got to. I've got to just, you know, this is a need. I don't need the, we don't need the best wide receiver. We we need, you know, we, we have a need. And he couldn't look at the rosters and be like, well, you know, the reason that Jefferson isn't playing outside is because they have a guy that's even better than him playing outside right now. So that's why he kind of had to play in the slot sometimes, even though he put up ungodly numbers from the slot. And what do you know? We're running Rager out of the slot half of the time. So it's like, the, the 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 decisions that he makes are so are are so misguided and and then you you look at it looks like he might have hit a home run on the Milata pick but he confounds it by drafting Dillard so now you have two left tackles one on a high priced rookie deal and another you're going to you're about to have to pay and neither one of them can play right tackle and none of them are, are really good at guard, so you're going to have to either lose one or trade one. So, so again, it's like if if you keep uh, Mylotta, you probably save a little money on the contract, but you're not going to get a first-round pick back for Andre Dillard because he hasn't been able to show anything. He wasn't good enough to beat JP out in his rookie year, and then he got hurt year two. So now you've got a guy coming into year three on a rookie deal that hasn't played. So you might get, what, a third or fourth-round pick back for him? It's like... Come on, bro. There's a reason that we've the that our record is what it is, and it's not just we had poor quarterback play. That sure helped us have a really terrible record, but the the roster is barren, and you you look at the mistakes. If they move on from Dillard, if they, they either cut him, trade him, well, they won't cut him, but if they trade him this year, you'll have one player from a draft that's two years ago. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You don't build you don't build playoff and Super Bowl winning franchises missing that poorly in 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 the draft. And again, our cap situation is so bad. Right now, he can't even, you know, fix his mistakes with talent evaluation because we have no room in the cap. It it's just it blows my mind. On a side note, KD's back, 22 and 5, 25 minutes. That leg's feeling pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Go ahead, John. I, I don't I don't understand how after watching the last two games, like after watching the beginning of the season into the middle and to the point where they actually pulled the plug Carson Wentz and now watching Jalen Hurts and, and piggybacking off of, I think, what Matt and Bill had said earlier, how exciting, how – it, it felt like you were never not in the game with Jalen Hurts. Seeing that, I don't understand how this turns into 
And this is why I always bust on you, Jesse, about being negative. I don't understand how you watch this and now everything's so like the sky is falling. Like I think this roster is actually better than a lot of people think. You are out of your mind. Based on the fact that in the last two games, how much better like this team has actually played. Now we can get into other little specifics on like the secondary last game was decimated. And even those guys, I would tip my cap to them uh, for how they played. Um, But I, I, I don't understand how we are sitting here literally on the cusp of possibly still being able to make a playoff run. And we are like, we are just like negative Nancy. Like I, 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 I can't get, I don't understand why we're not excited, why we're not like more rah, rah. We got this. We're getting guys coming back. We, we got, we literally play going against Dallas this week. Like, and they got, what do they have? We have Andy Dalton and, and who else? Like Zeke's coming back. Like we should be jazzed, bad word, but we should be like jazzed about this team right now. We are literally two games away. Like we're going to be watching week 16, hopefully. And, and, and that could be for a playoff spot. And if that's not exciting and that doesn't get you riled up, then I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't, I don't get it. How many, how many wins do we have, John? Right now? Four. How many wins? That's why I'm, I'm a little, four yeah, Jalen Hurts. Jalen yeah, Hurts doesn't matter, Jesse. Like the, the season isn't over. Who cares? Like if seven wins gets you in the playoffs, seven wins gets you in the playoffs. If you're still driving this horse that we just need a, a top five pick, then then I don't even watch the last two games, dude. Like, I I don't know what to tell you. Like you play to win the game. It sounds cliche and everyone said it, but like, if you're not trying to make the playoffs, like, what are we doing? We're not tanking. Well, here's, here's my fear is that we fall into this trap that like the Sixers were in where we, they weren't good enough to do anything in the playoffs. At nine, eight. (laughs) But they weren't bad enough to be in a draft spot where they could draft. They that it would increase their odds of getting a, uh, a a marquee generational player, right? So really, that's where we're at. We're the 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 way the roster is right now with this patchwork offensive line and the the and our patchwork secondary and everything. But Jesse, but like use like the Redskins for example. They just got a generational player, right? What's their record? What's their record? Six and eight. Okay. I mean, is that are they that much better because they have Chase Young? They have two more wins than us. They don't have a quarterback. Well, you said they got a generational player, though. That should that should that, that's my point. The one receiver, the one cornerback, the one defensive end that you get doesn't translate generally to now you're a Super Bowl team. It doesn't no. work. Next year, if you get Jamar Chase, it does not mean you're a Super Bowl team. No, but it definitely increases the odds. How many plays even this week did you see guys struggling to get open? Jalen Rager can't get separation. He absolutely can't. Greg Ward can't. Alshon can't. But Alshon at least is big enough that he can and somehow is getting away with offensive, the most flagrant offensive pass interference. But I'll take it. But like, so you, so we have one guy on the roster that doesn't need separation because he's a giant and he just pushes somebody away and can catch the football. But outside of that, we've got smaller guys that struggle to get away from corners. Well, so we, we scored touchdowns this huh? week. We scored touchdowns. I'm, Watkins made a play. I'm like, well aware of that. 
Right. My, so that's what I mean. I don't understand why it's so like we're we're getting back on the negative train. I'm like, it, we're, those young guys that we we drafted, like, okay, they, Quez Watkins made a hell of a play. You got to give it to him. That's the first play he made this year. Awesome. Yeah. But like, shine. Yeah. There's a shining bright light there. Like, no, Jalen play is not a shining bright light. He doesn't get a cookie for one play. Okay. He doesn't. I, I, Jeez, making what? What you making? Making making plays isn't good enough. Yeah. Like Jalen Rager caught a, did a punt return for a touchdown. We're not like oh, we're not excited about that. He's done it once and they haven't used him again. It's well, like hey, it's it's there. That's exciting. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more excited than everybody else ever. I, I just Billy Fogum. I want more Fogum back. I mean, I mean you, guys want, you guys wanted Fogum, but look how Alshon's played the last two games. I mean, like, there's your answer. It's Hel- just Alshon's healthy. And Fogum still played better. No, he didn't. Got to get some Fogum back. The the team's problem right now, John, is there's just not enough talent on the roster. Regardless, well, we'll, see, we'll see in the next two games if they make the playoffs. And so right now, the great and Jalen Hurts has been uh, been outstanding. And you again, you can't ask more from from a kid that didn't even get to have a preseason and didn't get first team reps till what three weeks ago. So you you can't ask for more than that. But he's he's really just a band aid on a giant bullet wound right now because the the offensive line can't block. They absolutely can't block. So the one thing that he does is the threat of him running the ball at least makes defenses wreck, at least back off a little bit in certain plays. So it buys other guys a little bit of time, which is great. But the problem is you start looking at the, the, the breakdown on what the Eagles are doing right now. They're cutting the field down into thirds and they're only attacking a single third of the field. Through two games, that's what they're. That's what they've done. They will not throw to the middle of the field right now. They will not. And and Bill and I were talking about this. I think while you got, we're trying to get back on earlier. We don't know if it's because the line can't hold a block long enough that those plays can't develop. There's not enough time, or is it that Jalen's struggling with it in pre in practice, or they don't want to you know open the playbook or whatever it is, but. They're not attacking the middle of the field right now, and it's going to become a problem rapidly. And you're already seeing it in the the way the scoring is happening in games. In the second half of the last two games, the team has the Eagles have scored a combined like 16 points. So already at the half, teams are starting to see what we're doing and adjusting to it and and taking things away that worked in the first half and aren't working in the second half. And if they don't open up the playbook and start attacking the middle of the field, it's just going to happen sooner in games. So while I am very excited for what Jalen Hurts can bring, and I hope that he continues to play as well as he does, there are still some head-scratching plays, like the one link I sent where they were doing a lot of really interesting you know, misdirection um, zone read stuff that was that was working, they get down to the goal line and they run that um that empty look basically in with with um with the with with what like nine eight in the box nine in the box and it's just like 
what why didn't why wasn't there an audible in that play to check out of an a a sack or a you know a, a stuffed run to to a quick flare out to the tight end that you had blocking on the line anyway so there there are things that so if they make the playoffs great but at this point i don't, I don't think you feel that way I don't really think you feel that way. I would be a lot happier if they have, they have a higher draft pick because it's yeah, definitely going think, to give them a, a better I chance. That, I think that's flawed thinking, but that's just my opinion. A, I mean, if that's the case, then if that's the case, then you know, like I can't, I can't use the Jets for example, but like, why why would the Jets win that game? Well, because they're one of the worst run franchises in the history of football. Yeah, but <laughs> like again, let's, like let's John. <laughs> It, it's like fucking it's the it's OJ. It's fucking OJ. It, it's the Eagles and OJ. All we had to do was lose that Christmas game and they can draft OJ. And what do the well, Eagles do? Well, they win that it's game. Probably better, it's probably better that we didn't draft OJ anyway. <laughs> I mean, he had a pretty good career as a pro, and then he started yeah. murdering people later. Yeah, well. Allegedly. Allegedly. I, I don't know. I just you can look at the Trevor Lawrence thing now and you're like, okay, Jacksonville's stoked that they get him. You know what? He's got even more pressure pressure now. And let, let's see how he works out in Jacksonville. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I think quarterbacks in the NFL are especially top one and two picks. Like Oh, that's I, it's absolutely we, we'd have to go back and go like, okay, you know, is you know, I, you know, Baker Mayfield was the last like top pick, right? Is he number one? He was number one, right? Yeah, number one. He was. Like, and then before that, what did we have? Like Jameis Winston, Mariota. Yeah. Um, Goff and Goff and Wentz. Uh, Luck was a top pick, wasn't he? Right. Where's Luck now? Cam Newton. Cam Newton. I mean, like, that's that's the Colts' fault. They ruined him. Luck, Luck had a chance to be a really great player until they broke him in half. That oh, uh, same yeah. with RG three. I feel like they rushed RG three back. And, yep. Was it the Ravens game where his knee bent in like three different directions? Yeah, I felt so bad. I'll never forget watching that playoff game or was a wild card oh, game. Was. Or, yeah, it was terrible. But again, that's it goes back to the draft being a lottery ticket. It, it's, well, it absolutely you know, we is a lottery ticket. We can sit here and now we go down the list and we go, here are all the wide receivers that are better than Jalen Rager. And I say, okay, well, he missed, he missed a bunch of games. Injured reserve, fine. Uh, maybe he's not as good as all those guys. But you and know what? Like, other than Justin Jefferson, there's really no guys that are like lighting the world on fire. This is a really shitty analogy, but I remember Jerry Rice had a pretty, pretty shitty rookie year. John. And, and Manning. So did and, so, and so did T.O. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, 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 the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside thing, listen, I, I get it. I get it. The guy, I don't even understand why he's not even playing now. And that would be a question that the first question I would be asking these press conferences, but I, I guess they just realize he's not good enough, or I don't know. But that's a huge question. Why is why is a guy who drafted very high last year not even sniffing the field? That that's strange to me. So like I get that. Well, 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 that's a bad pick. Fine. But like to start killing guys again, like not after like a rookie season, I'm like, eh, like well, again. We, we, we stamped here. We go back and replay the draft episode. It was like, we, we need a raw receiver. What raw receivers do we want? And it was like Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, CeeDee Lamb. And I'm like, those guys aren't really lighting the world on fire. Are they not lighting the world on fire? Because they got Drew Locke, Andy Dalton, 
And who am I missing? Derek Carr. Uh, like, well, John, are, so, they, are, they, uh, are they based upon their quarterback play? I don't know. Well, so Lamb has 800 yards, four TDs. T. Higgins, 800 yards, five TDs. Brandon Ayuk, we could have drafted him, 700 yards, five TDs. Chase Claypool could have drafted him, 718 yards, eight TDs. Uh, Lavishka, 480 yards, two TDs. Like, mm-hmm. so when you, what, whatever. But, then, but Jesse, the three, the, the, how many games did he miss? He, he got missed, hurt early in a game and then he, he went on IR. So those guys, it was 14 games, 14 games, 14 games, 11 games, 14 games. Okay. And but Rager's still, played eight? Huh? And Rager's played eight? Nine. But still, but, those but guys like, are averaging those but. guys are averaging 60 to 100 yards a game. Average. Rager's averaging 39 yards a game. So some of these guys are almost doubling him. That's my point, is we and, and, and remember, and remember bad quarterback play. Yes, I mean absolutely that that factors into it. And we but again, I'm not saying that uh, you know uh, Vin, or Kirk Cousins is is the next Joe Montana, but does he it, is a gun. Does it frustrate you even a little bit after the DK pick? The very next year, they make another mistake on another high round high round wide receiver, Jeff the Jefferson to Rieger thing. I think it's way too early to to call Jalen Rager a mistake, but if you come out with Jalen Rager. Jalen Hurts, a, a linebacker and a safety that I think is, is has been playing pretty well since reps. I, I don't I don't call that a washed. I'm not disappointed to answer your question. I'm not disappointed about that. But like again, I think after next year, you you want to see Kayvon Wallace is going to be a starting safety. Mm-hmm. Is Davion Taylor a starting linebacker? Is Sean yeah. Bradley a start? Like I think that's when you can start grading the picks. Okay. I think it's way too early to sit here and compare you know, Justin Jefferson to Jalen Rager because, you know, look at DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf has been playing well, but like, is DK Metcalf a pro bowler? Yeah. I'll pull up the yeah. stats. I'm sure they're pretty he good. Made pro bowl? DK made the pro bowl, Jesse. And he? Did. Okay. he made the pro bowl. Okay. Um, but again, John, like, we could have had Jefferson. You could have you could have had all of those guys and Jefferson. All he had to do was trust the scouting report. That's all he had to do. I don't know about. That. I, I think the. I, I don't. I'm not a fly on the wall. I don't. I don't have a source inside. Um, but I find it very hard to believe that he would stick it to everybody in the room. I, I find it very hard to believe with the DK thing. If you look at the stuff that that I've read about DK. He was a red flag to everybody. He was a red flag to everybody. I think if he didn't have a 40-yard dash that he had in the combine, I don't think he's, you know, he's not the pick that he that he was. Uh, John, this year, 1,200 yards, 10 TDs. Don't need that on this roster. Don't need that. Hey, I, like I said, I, that a lot of people missed on DK. I'm sure. I'm sure 30 other teams – are kind of kicking themselves for not for not taking the chance on him, but, but they also got burned taking Sidney Jones. Yeah. So, so but so again, sort of, so this goes so. And one of the other reasons I hope they have a higher pick is that it looks like Howie Roseman is incapable of being fired. So he he has a proven track record 
throughout the draft, throughout his career here, he has never drafted an impact Pro Bowl player after, I think it's the 12th pick. Never in his career, ever. He, he's never drafted a Pro Bowler in the second round, the third round, the fourth round, the fifth round, never. He's never drafted a Pro Bowler after the 12th pick in the draft. So, ever. So, if we have a higher pick, it increases the odds of better players still being on the board. But on top of it, if we have like a top seven pick, which is where we're slated to pick right now, that means you can have the probably the second best tackle, which would drive me out of my mind, the best linebacker, the best running back, the best wide receiver, the best corner, the best safety. Like it drastically increases the odds that you get one of those great players. And if you want to go back to the, it was a stat that I, I sent in the chat earlier, the the last five um, rookie wide receivers that were Pro Bowl players, four of the five came from SEC programs. Why this? Why the Eagles are so terrified of drafting from an SEC school? They play big boy football down there. They don't play like they don't play like the Pac-12, where they play like two hand touch half the time. They play big boy football down there, and they, for whatever reason, they won't draft those guys. And you know what? That's where the that's where the big tw- the Big Ten and the, the SEC is where most of the good players are coming from. If we don't want to draft them, that's fine. But you, you you look at the stats and it kind of bears out that those are the, those are the schools that, you know, are, are producing the players. I certainly don't know the parameters of which the Eagles look for in players. I don't know if they look for good personality guys or guys with large big wonderlick scores or, you know, but, you know, I get why there is a fan base here that is anti-Howie. I get it. I understand it. But I, I, I get I, I still think that he deserves credit and the respect to at least rebuild him. And I, and I and I and I haven't wavered from that, and I won't waver from that until he at least gets the chance to rebuild. And like I said, not to be a dead horse, I'll be right there with you if he if he is unable to make the correct decisions to rebuild. I think going into this offseason, the the decision with Carson Wentz is going to be huge, and 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 we'll see. And that and that'll be a, that'll be a huge factor in all of this. Sacker, it's another thing. But I I I, I think I said when we first started this season that. Next year we're going to cut so many people. I think that this this roster is going to be decimated, and it, it probably will be two bad years of football. It probably will be, and I and I'm mentally ready for that based upon the fact that we tried our hardest, our damnedest, to you know go back to the Super Bowl two years after we were in it, and and we we tried. We just it just didn't work out, and then, and then that happens. I mean. I mean, look at San Francisco right now. San Francisco's in turmoil. They don't. I mean, they just picked up Josh Rosen off the off the practice squad. Uh, um, was it? I forget which practice squad he was on. But I mean, they signed him off practice squad. Like they need a quarterback, and they gave Garoppolo some money. Like, and and they're Is one year out. They're one year out. What's that? Is he hurt? Garoppolo? Yeah. Yeah. I, he's the last four games. 
he something he had like a high ankle sprain and and I don't think he's gonna play again. Now Nate Nate Mullins needs Tommy John surgery. He was starting the last four games. CJ Beathard's gonna start this week, but their backup got COVID. So that's why they signed Josh Rosen. They only have one quarterback on the roster that can play. So again, like I hate to keep using the example of teams after Super Bowls, but like they generally don't they're generally disasters. Lucky for us, we at least had two shots or a shot and a half. No, two shots. Two shots to to at least we were in the dance and got a chance to try, but it didn't work out. So now you're gonna I mean, shit, I'm I'm ready. I'm I hope we could get in there and and and, and make some people, you know, make some people cry, but uh, you know, it's gonna take a lot of it's going to take a lot of a team effort to to win the next two games, but I'm I'm excited just based upon the last two things I last two games of Jalen Hurts. I've never this whole season I've never gone into a game thinking, oh, we got this. And man, he he makes he makes plays whether it's his arms or his feet or just decisions or you know not and not to mention like guys like Quez Watkins, who I was like, this guy catches a ball and kind of does a spin move, and then all of a sudden he's in the end zone. I'm like, all right, like that. Good for him. I mean, it's a great play. Like, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, John, maybe, maybe I'll start to be negative next year. I don't know. John, I have a question for you. You, you say that you. Oh, Matt, I can't see him. You're open to um. You're open to giving uh, you know, Howie the chance to rebuild and and if he fucks it up royally, then you, you know you'll be you'll be uh you'll be on the other side of the fence with it, and you'll you'll you know you'll. Yeah. Uh, you, you then then you can clearly you know rationalize you know him you know us moving on from or the mm-hmm. Eagles moving on from him. What yeah. I'm just curious what what would the final straw be? What would it have to take? What would I mean? What what would it, it would it be? You know, f- fucking up the you know moving how how he moves whence? Is it not renegotiating certain contracts or? What would it be? Just uh, another failed draft? Um, I think it'll be a combination of those things. I think, I think the Wentz contract is huge. I think if let's put it this way, let's back up. If Jalen Hurts plays the next two games and somehow gets them into the playoffs, or even not, and it's even even plays just as well as he does in the last two games to the next two games, going into next season, it's going to be a huge issue because they're going to both go into camp. And they're going to have a comp, comp, competition, and someone will come out of it. And if it's Wentz, the first interception that he throws, and the, if fans are back in the stadiums, they're going to go crazy. It's going to be the whole Nick Foles, Carson Wentz thing all over again that people had issues with. So, so you got to solve that problem, right? You got to solve that problem first. In the meantime, you have a cap. You, you're in cap hell, and you need to cut. You need to cut fat, and. Guys like Fletcher Cox, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised they're still here. Brandon Graham, um, I, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if like uh, like someone like Zach Ertz gets traded. So all those things I think are going to kind of – and a draft, and a draft. You have to – to Jesse's point, you do have to get pieces. Um, you just hope and pray that your lottery ticket is a, a winner or a half a winner. Um but but going into you'll have to also see where we draft too. Like if we're drafting at seven, and there is a a wide receiver there that everyone thinks is the guy, chances are we're probably not going to draft him just because of the track record. But you know we'll look back on it and say, well, that was the guy we should have had, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then 
then you make your decision. You go, okay, well, it's been like two drafts now and we, we haven't been filling holes and we haven't been signing free agents and we're still four and eight or seven and whatever, and we're not getting it done. Then the time for time for fresh eyes. So I, I know that's a long answer to the question, but it, it's going to take a lot of different things, I think to, for it to, for it to really like set in, but but he, he, I think he knows what he's got to do. I, he's not an idiot by any means. He's not dumb. And again, remember, it's a team sport. It's 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 not just team. It's not just making sure that players are coached up and players make plays. But it's also that the executives, the owners, the coaches all make the the right decisions. It's a team effort, as as Doug always says. So it, it's going to take everybody and. It might even come down to Matt, like Doug Peterson just gets fired. And that could be the the straw that I say, well, this sucks. Why is Doug getting fired when, you know, it's obviously a, a personnel problem, you know? So, I, you know, I, I could spin it that way. So, well, it sounds like to me, and to Jesse's point earlier, you know, it took a series of colossal mistakes to 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 get into the hole that Howie dug for himself. So it sounds like, from what I'm hearing from everybody, including you, John, it's going to take a series of 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 wins and hits consecutively. And you know, I hope he can do it. I yeah. mean, I think he's like he's no dummy. We know he's not dumb. It's just. Whatever he's, whatever, whatever, whatever methods he's he's been doing the past, you know, handful of years, it just hasn't, it hasn't been working. If Carson Wentz's contract wasn't as as large as it is, and he hasn't been playing as well as he has been, this is all a moot point. Yeah, it's all a moot point. Like you, you go back and you say, like what Bill was saying, if or any of you guys, I think we're saying like. If you go back and you go, okay, we're going year by year with Carson Wentz and you're going to keep playing, like, I see that point. But, like, at the end of the day, if, even if I was Carson Wentz's agent, I'd be like, we're, like, in a Dak Prescott situation now. You know what I mean? Like, it could be after this year and he can't get franchised again. And then what? You're, you're, you're caught holding your dick in your hand. And it's like, well, shit, we, we could have we made this guy a franchise quarterback. But instead, we, we kind of played with him a little bit. And – he went elsewhere. So it's like, I can see, you know, hindsight sort of 2020 that way, but the decision at that point, I understand why they did it. I just don't think that you could, you could, you could um, predict the future and see how bad Carson Wentz was going to be. I just don't, you know, and a lot of national guys, even this morning, were are saying, talking about it. I just and I I tend to be on the side of the fence with you know keeping Wentz or 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 getting rid of him or moving him. I, I feel like they have to move him. I mean, I feel like if Jalen Hurts continues to supplant him after everything he's gone through with the Nick Foles era and 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 taking a back seat with all that, I, I just I don't see it. I I how can it not be a toxic situation in the locker room if we go into training camp and and Wentz has to fight for the starting job. It's just I just don't see it happening. And a lot of the national guys who are former players said there's just no way that that does not turn toxic instantly. I, I agree with you 100 percent And and I think those two guys are 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 like they wouldn't get in a fist fight like T.O. and, and McNabb. 
but but it's one position. It's the biggest position in all of sports, and it, it, you can't have two guys there. It would divide. It doesn't work. It would divide the locker room. You would have a totally, you know, pro Jalen, and then there'd be other guys that have alliances to Wentz, and it's and the, it, like I said, Matt. It's the Carson Foles thing all over mm-hmm. again. It's the Carson well, Foles thing. To Matt, to your point. They absolutely by by the third day of the league year, they have to know what they're doing because the way that that contract is set up, they if you don't get rid of him, not only is he here on the books next year, he's there the following year. So yeah. the the cap hell would go into twenty twenty two. So not only would we lose the the second year of Jalen Hurts his cheap rookie deal, you'd lose the third year of his cheap rookie deal. Like I only want to be, I don't know about you guys, but I only want to be in hell for the least amount of time possible. Right. Well, so, you know, the, the it's one, gonna, it's going to be a two to three year window. But, it's two to three years to rebuild easily. Here's perfect situation. You keep them both because hopefully one of them is your start. But the problem is in a, in a salary cap world that, can't happen when your one quarterback is getting paid what thirty million dollars. So, so that's where you have to be like, all right. The the only way, the only way, Wentz comes back, I think next year is if they they know without a shadow of a doubt. If we do this, this, and this, we we can fix them. We know it. We know we can fix them because if you do that, you you can get back that that guy that played really well. And he's on it on at that point, he's on a cheap franchise level deal. And then you do what you do with Hertz. But unless you know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, you kind of have to just tear the band-aid off and and deal with it and and hope you're right on Jalen. If if I was a GM of um uh, I'll I'll use a couple of teams that are you know, the Jets or Carolina, I would inquire about getting Wentz and Ertz as a package. Absolutely. And I would try to tandem those two guys, get them a fresh spot. Those guys would be hungry to be traded then and be like, fuck you, Philly. And, and want to, I want to showcase. And they'd be, I think they'd be really hungry. Um, John, I think that's nearly impossible to do, but you know, if Howie can pull something like that off and get a King's ransom, you know, like I said, respect he, he the way the, what he did, I think people also forget what he did after the chip firing to get Wentz was remarkable. I think we can all agree with that. Remarkable. Yeah, none of us saw that coming. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to figure out a way to do that again. He literally moved a mountain to get, yeah. to get Wentz. I mean, he, he needed dumb luck, but yeah. Now he's going to have to move the mountain back to where he where it was to get rid of him. Um, I would I, I I would disagree with that in the sense that anybody can move the number two when you give up six picks. I'm sorry. He didn't do anything that was so amazing, John. Any GM can give up six picks to get the number two. So then and he gave up a mountain. He gave up a mountain to get to Carson. And that is why we are married to Carson. But you, you got your guy. Him. Like that like you No, you, and that, no, you're right. You, not, up until this point. Up yeah. until this no, no, I know. I see what you're saying. Back, we, the, the Carson, they, they identified Carson as the guy, so they went and got him. I get that, but this year anybody can, any year you can get up because neither Carson and Goff were a Burrow, were a 
Trevor Lawrence. They weren't a, trans- a, a transcendent talent at the quarterback position. They were guys with high upsides and high bustability, like every like every top quarterback, except for the Andrew Lux and the handful of guys that are kind of bust proof in, in, in most people's eyes. Carson was not bust proof. They just decided that he was our guy, and they mm-hmm. gave it up. And and that's fine. I mean, you know, it, and, and but to say that Howie's like a genius to doing that, no, he's not. And I can give him fucking six picks to get up. We gave away the farm. We didn't do anything that was like, wow, that was a great move. No, we traded a second, two seconds, two thirds, a fourth, and our first. Again, left the cupboard bared for eighteen and nineteen to really build anything. Saying Carson's the guy, and 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 this isn't isn't to shit on Howie session, but this is. To say that he's not this, I, I I don't feel like he's an amazing executive. I don't have confidence in Howie. I think he's done a mediocre job at best. And there are teams throughout the NFL that all get lightning in a bottle one year and then do shit. You said you said it takes two or three years to rebuild. I disagree. Forty nine uh, really. Forty nine for two and fourteen two years ago, John, and they were fourteen and two the next year. How's that two three years? How are they now, Bill? They went from 13 to 14 so, to 2. So now they're, they went like this. They were they were shitty, Super Bowl, right back down again. Because they're right quarterback. Back down. Because they're quarter, because they've gone through. Here we go. It's because of the quarterback got hurt. Like, <laughs> Once you got hurt, they're defensive end Nick Bosa. They're three starting running backs. They're number and one. And guys get hurt. Like, what <laughs> But I'm saying, but you yeah, said, but you're saying it takes two to three years to get good again. No, when you have no, good young players. Does. You know what? That's bullshit. You don't go from two and fourteen to fourteen and two, John. How did they go from two and fourteen to fourteen? Please tell me. Please tell me. It took. How did they go from two and fourteen to fourteen and two in one year? How did it happen? Just amazing. Please tell me how they went from a two wins to a fourteen Super Bowl team. Because I, I, mean, I like to know. I want to no. know. John Lynch hit nothing but home runs for two years. Okay, so that's how they did it. They went through the draft. They had good players through the draft, and that's how they did it. So to say it takes two, three years to become really good, it's no. It's you build a franchise and you get the right pieces and you can be good in any given year. That's why I don't think next year's a, a washed year. I really don't. I think that he has to be smart. And, but the reality is, is we don't have a lot of a young guys that are proven yet, but maybe they become proven next year. Maybe Rager takes a big step next year. Maybe Goddard does. Maybe Lane comes back. So what I'm saying is de- defending Howie in the sense it doesn't take two to three years to get good. If you have a good team and a good quarterback, you can get good the next year. Like we can be a 10, 12 win team next year if Jalen's the guy. That's what my point is. It's I, I, I'm not going to sit here and give him two or three years to get better. Like if Jalen's our guy and we trade Carson, it better be a 10 win season next year if Jalen plays 16 games. And, my and I'll say this I, I think trading those two is very easy to do. Yeah, but the, but uh, who was their uh, previous coach? Jeff Fisher. When they went from Fisher to um, what's the younger? Sean I mean, they turned Sean McVay. Yeah, they turned it around. Same roster. Um, but yeah, I, I John, uh, Ertz's cap, cap number is super is super low for a, a high level tight end, and and if the Eagles restructure Wentz's if Wentz wants out. Which he probably will if he if he knows that he's not going to be the starter, he'll be willing to restructure his deal. And if he restructures his deal, the the year to year on that cap number for for the team trading for it is incredibly low. It's like a 
it's a mid-level contract. It's a mid-level quarterback contract. I just think it, it's a – you hardly very, – very rarely see two guys from the same team get traded like that. But well, no, it's – you would basically – That would be, be crazy if that happened. That'd be you would basically yeah. use <laughs> – you'd basically use Ertz as the sweetener to maybe get a second or a first. And I mean, if, if Ertz is in that position that Goddard was in, does Ertz catch one of those two balls that, that Goddard wasn't able to, to catch? Maybe. But I, I, I don't think there's there's any way that Wentz is on the roster because the salary cap ramifications of 2022 are so dire that unless you know that you can fix it. Because if you don't know without a shadow of doubt, everybody's getting fired. Howie's getting fired. Doug's getting fired. Well, I, th- I, well, I think to Bill's point then, I guess we should just fire the coach. I don't I, want Doug fired. I, I just don't understand. Fired. I mean, I we, we, based upon the Jeff Fisher and Sean McVay analogy to the John Lynch, Chip Kelly stuff, let's just fire the coach then. No. It's a complete house. And how Wentz is fixable when everyone thought that he was unbreakable. Like, I just don't see him being – I just don't see it being a turnkey fix when everyone is just baffled on how lost this guy, how broken it, it's not talent around him. We've proven that the last two games. It's not the talent around him. It's right. not that we have to use the, the analogy from last year, trash cans he's thrown to. I'm, I'm sorry. He's got he, – Jalen has the same exact weapons the last two games. He's got, he's got a different offensive line, meaning I think it was like the 14th new uh, combination of linemen. So it's like – Think they played that good. I think Jalen. They're, they're, they're not that. They're not playing awesome, but they're not for having backup guys and a, a rugby star that they're trying to turn into a line a lineman. I'm sorry, offensive lineman, bro. They're not trying. He's one of the best left tackles in football. Right. But but like patchwork offensive line, like again, same team. It's it like so. I don't know how to fix the fucking guy. I think the fix is them getting the fuck out of here because. If I was Doug and I was married to the hip with him, I would have said, piss on him. Let's just play him the rest of the season and see if he can turn it around. Because now what you do is you get the kid that comes in here and he lights it on fire. And now you got a huge problem going into the offseason. Huge problem. Even bigger than you had before. Now, great for Jalen. Jalen's playing his dick off. He's going to earn himself a spot. But you basically created a, a much bigger problem now. As a fan... As a fan, I agree with the decision based upon I wanted to see winning football, but you basically opened up Pandora's box. Well, let's just hope Pally doesn't sign Jalen too soon. <laughs> well, again, I guess if you go back, if you go back and look at it, and, and I don't know how the agents work, but like, was he going to play on a franchise tag? Then you get guys that want to hold out, and then you got then you have a whole bigger issue. So. It is what it is. He's not playing well. I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm excited for the next two games. And I will reserve my Howie bashing for him to at least get the chance to rebuild. And if he fucks up, then I, I'm with the rest of the fan base that wants to kill him. But until then, I mean, I, I still think 
it's not like we didn't just win a Super Bowl, and I know no one wants to hear that, but like again, he did architect that. Whether it was with him and a group of other guys or whatever, he did. So he, I think he gets the chance to do it again. Also, like I don't understand how everyone's like, oh man, we need a bit better, better GM. We need a better GM. Lewis Riddick is getting interviews. What has Lewis Riddick done the last three years? He's been fucking uh, what watching television, like. Why Why does Lewis Riddick need to get an interview? I don't, I don't understand what he brings to the table. He's a very, well, he's a very well-respected uh, football guy and scout in, in the league. The, the flip side is if Howie Roseman is fired today, I don't think there's eight teams that are beating down his door to fucking interview him. They're going to they're gonna look at his drafts. They're going to be like, all right, man, he did really fucking good in 2017, and they're going to look at everything else he's done, and they're going to be like, for the past eight years, Lewis Riddick has done nothing. He hasn't had a shot NFL, NFL football the last eight years. If he was that good, I'm sure somebody would have signed him before. That's why I, I just don't understand. Like all of a sudden, a like, scout for the Eagles. Just, because Mike Mayock comes out of the out of the uh, out of the booth and is a GM. Now all of a sudden, Lewis Riddick has got. Next thing you know, uh, Scott Van Pelt will be the next GM of uh, you, John. You realize that Lewis Riddick used to be a scout, right? Like, you yeah. know that. Yeah, he also hasn't scouted in eight years. <laughs> he hasn't been paid as a professional scout in eight years. So just like you and me at home watching TV or, you know, an, another media member, like, he's doing the same thing. Like, so I don't, I don't understand why everyone's, like, got a boner over the guy. I don't know. I don't think Lewis Riddick m- misses on DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson. Okay. Well, we'll have to wait to see when he when he when he comes. How'd Mike Mayock do? <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, I mean, to, not to play devil's advocate, everyone thought that John Gruden was washed as a head coach, and he seems to be turning some heads that with with Vegas. Matt, he might get fired at the end of this year. No, they can't fire him. It's in the it's contract. Million dollar contract. He ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, but I think Gruden. I, Gruden's had what one winning record and what three years with them. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's like right around five hundred overall, like give or take a game or two. I think. I think. I think GM is not as. I'm gonna get killed for saying this. I don't think it's as important as everybody thinks it is. I really don't. I look I think, at this roster, and you couldn't. I think you look at a guy more wrong. I think you look at Andy Reid. And you go, I could be the GM with Andy Reid. Bill Belichick, you don't need a GM. He is the GM. Is he? Oh, that's great because his team without Tom Brady doesn't make the playoffs, and they're actually catching major heat because in 10 years, he's drafted like zero pro rollers either. Since he uh, took- and, and, okay, and I'm sure if you were a, a, a Patriots fan, Bill, you'd be wanting to burn Bill Belichick's house down and, and burn uh- – and Burn Red Life Stadium. The guy fucking was in the playoffs for 12 years and has like six Super Bowls. Like, I don't want to fucking hear that from anybody. How many has he won without Tom Brady? Please tell me. Play I, for I, dude, he, he gets 12 more years. He fucking won six Super Bowls. Who fucking cares? And, and I like, agree. People, and, then, like, and then next like, year. When for Patriots fans playoffs. to be like, oh, God. Oh, God, we need to make the playoffs this year. Oh, God. Like, shit, what are we going to do? It's like, dude, you've had success for fucking 12 years or Six out of the last twelve years, you won Super Bowls. Like, fuck off. Like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Like, no. I mean, at the fan base, you 
you know, you, like you you enjoy living in the past. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm trying to say five year Bill Belichick, but you you know you tend to live off past like, like glories from many years before for with certain guys. And if all you I know, were a Patriot, you'd be you'd be clamoring right now for Bill Belichick's head. All I know is that he's never made playoffs in his career without Tom Brady. That's a fact. So <laughs> that's a, that this, is absurd. That's absurd. But, but when did he? Can you tell me? On the, no, I'm I'm asking. I'm I'm saying like if you were a Patriots fan. And you had and you had the seat the seasons that you've had and the Super Bowls that you've experienced. And after one season in a pandemic, where eight eight of his, eight players of his who were starters basically opted out, like just add that into the equation. You want to fucking like run him out of town? Is what I you're saying? Run him out of town. I just said at this point in in the NFL, it's these guys are paid millions and millions of dollars. They get paid every. You know, you know, this isn't where they're picking peanuts here. Every year you should be looked at or your job. I'm not saying say fired, but I'm saying he should not be GM of that team. He's been GM of that team for eight years, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Look at their talent level. And, and he got Cam Newton for a million dollars. And guess what? He didn't spend a hundred million on a quarterback or go out and spend eighty million on this player or this. He stayed pat. You know why I did that, John? Because they have no money to spend. They have because they've overpaid. You're laughing, but you don't like facts. The guy paid for a roster who didn't make the playoffs. The fact is he's won six Super Bowls in the last 12 years. Like, he gets no respect. He gets nothing. He doesn't get a pass for a year. He's no pass. What I'm saying is it's a legitimate argument to say, is quarterback more important than an NFL head coach? Is quarterback more important? That's an argument. I I don't know who his quarterback is. Exactly. Tom Brady. That's how he won with. Without Tom Brady. He's doing what we're doing right now. He's trying. He's going to fucking figure it out. And then he'll be in a better position. Well, he ain't figuring nothing out. He ain't figuring out he's your quarterback. And yeah, what does he do? And but what did he do? Bill, maybe, his plan, maybe his plan all along was to was to be shitty and not make the playoffs and get a better pick, like Jesse said. The, I, the, he's a the, genius. The flip side is that as as bad as Belichick looks without Brady, Brady looks washed and is already having head, you know, there's already reports of him and Arians button heads, and they're not, they don't like each other. So it's almost like those two assholes were, like, made for each other. But I also heard something, Jesse, that uh, I heard the same thing about Arians and that Josh McDaniels uh, could leave and go, if they fire Arians, could go to Tampa Bay. Like, Brady's washed. They're old. Know. They're old. He's 43. I mean, Jesus, yeah. give the guy a break. Yeah, Ben, him, uh, you could even argue Aaron Rodgers is getting old. Um, There's going to be in the next two or three, Jabriz, the next two or three years, it's going to be a quarterback. You're going to watch games and you're like, who's the quarterback of this team? Yeah, Yeah. no, Jabriz last year for sure. He's 100% done. I mean, he's done. Brady Brady's don't sign a one year deal. No, nah, two year. No, two he, years. he's actually. I don't be surprised if Tom Brady walks. Can't, well, they guaranteed fifty mil, so he's getting paid either way. He's back. I mean, the guy threw three hundred twenty yards in one half last week, so I don't think he's cooked. I don't think he's Tom Brady from eight years ago. But I don't know. He threw a fifty-five. He's Twenty-three years old. He threw a fifty-five yard touchdown to Antonio Brown. I mean, that's doesn't look cooked to me. I mean, again, is he a guy you build your franchise around? No. Nah. But, no, and, and what they're doing is they got a two-year, three-year window. Exactly. And, and then after that, it's going to get blown up again. 100%. Because they got guys that are built to win now. And, and, and Bill Belichick is going gonna, is gonna to stand pat, and he's going to sit back and wait, and he's going to be methodical, and he's going he's gonna to make a move, and he's going to draft somebody, and you're going to be like, 
who's this guy? And the next thing you know, he's going to turn into a fucking pro bowler. And but I, but you say that, but he did it one time with Tom Brady. He didn't do it in Cleveland. He didn't even mean to he, do it. It was he, a happy accident. He didn't do it in New York. So that's that's hurt. my point. It's I'll I'll, I'll sit here and eat crow too. But Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl. Uh, uh, what's that? Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl. Starting uh, quarterback. Jacoby uh, Brissett start, was a starting quarterback. Matt Castle was a starting quarterback. He didn't make the playoffs. Hey, um, but no, it, what, what I'm saying is he does He's get the quarterback factory. He, he, yeah, he clearly is. You know, Brian Hoyer, monster. Uh, he'll, I mean, he'll get he'll leave when he wants to leave. I mean, that's not a question. Like no one, no one will fire him. It's when he wants to stop coaching. That's when he stops coaching. But what I'm saying is, is his ego. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if he quits after this year. And that's 100 percent truth. I don't think he has to desire anymore. And I don't. And I think he's too smart. Listen to me. Let me finish this. He's too smart to know he is not going to win his division again because he's not going to lose. Josh Allen's not going to lose to him, and neither are the Dolphins. He is the third best team in that division now, and he knows it. And I would not be shocked if he quits after this year, retires after this year. I am telling you that right now. Because That's fine, but I just still think it's absurd that anyone would feel that because of his track record and having one bad season without Tom Brady – that we sh- that anyone should be upset or angry with him. <laughs> it's like that nope. to me is absurd. It's like um, nope. I'm trying to think of like. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you that. But no, that? But, but John, but what we're saying, but what I'm saying is, is for year for 20 years we heard it's Bill Belichick, it's his system. Well, you take the quarterback out of his system, and he didn't do jack fucking shit, and he had the third highest paid roster in the NFL. So this was not a rebuilding year for the Patriots. He failed, and it's okay to fail. It happens in sports. You don't win. It was an anomaly what they did for 12 straight years. What I'm saying is we're going to see what kind of coach he really is without a Hall of Fame quarterback. And I don't think that he's the coach everybody thinks he is. I think Tom Brady literally – they they were good for each other because they had the same kind of mindset. But I, it's proven year one. You're, John, it's the same roster. I know mine's eight guys that, that – eight guys that stepped out, whatever, eight guys. Four, star, four big starters. Four big starters. Take four big starters out of – uh, take Tyreek Hill out, take Eric Fisher out, take um, so Deep Ford out, and take uh, somebody else out. So who who on offense sat out? Who who on their offense sat out? Nobody. Please, thank you. It was their defense, and they still had a good defense. <laughs> who, who sat out on offense? John, tell me. Nobody. And he won six games. And, I'm, and what I'm saying to you is that nobody's infallible in the NFL just because you were good. For a lot of years, it doesn't mean you're going to be good now because the reality is, is Bill Belichick in his professional football career has never been a playoff coach without Tom Brady. That is black and white, and you can shake your head and knock. The fact is he's never been in the playoffs without Tom Brady. That's a fine fact, and I understand that. But for anyone from a fan base perspective would feel bad or angry about Bill Belichick having one bad year. It is a, is absolutely absurd. I'm sorry. I, I just if I ever was able to experience a dynasty of that magnitude, there is no way I'd have a set of balls to sit here and be like, "This fucking coach is an idiot. This fucking guy, he's out of here. He sucks." After fucking twelve seasons of that, you're out of your mind. Like well, it's different with it's different with Andy Reid. Andy Reid had twelve. 13 uh, average seasons. We got the one Super Bowl. Was in the NFC Championship game two or three times, and Great, but we never fucking won it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's interesting we, we're talking about this because who knows? I mean, 
there might be, a, you know, a divided Patriots uh, fan base up there that is like, you know what? The second we lose Tom Brady, we're done because we know Bill Belichick needs Tom Brady. And there might be other, uh, uh, you know, other people on the other side of the fence, you know, that would say you're out of your mind. You know, it's Bill Belichick's system. He's a genius. You know, we can get rid of t- t- TB12 at any any moment. We don't know. No, you're right. Road trip to Boston, the only way to find out. We need to get boots on the ground. Boston, <laughs> three-day weekend, booze and football. But yeah. no, I mean, my, my point is not killing him now. My point is is I want to see him succeed without Tom Brady. And I don't know. Sure. To do it because I don't know that, again, at his age, does he really want to fucking go through this? Because, you know, yeah, the only way he'll win is this. Not only way, but. You know they, they they can go pay a Matt Stafford or some you know or get Jimmy G back and 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 I think he would if he decides to stay. But what I'm saying is he didn't want to pay Tom Brady to stay in New England. He didn't want to give Tom Brady a little extra time off of practice because that's basically why Tom left is he wanted to be treated like Tom. He wanted to be treated like a star for the first time in his career and or, or maybe he just wanted to go to warm weather because he's old. Well, the, you you can choose to say what you want, but. And, 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 and not that I have the the, the, the the magic ball, but I can tell you right now that the guy, kind of guy that I think Tom Brady is, he left because they made it no no reason for them to stay. And I'm not blaming Bill Belichick, but if the reports are true that he went to see Bob Kraft about making changes and they said it's Bill's team, so Tom's like, fuck you, I'm out. All right, well, yeah, now, now you got your medicine, Bill Belichick. And that's what I'm saying. It's I'm under the prescription that players win games, not coaches. And... Bill Belichick was still there with, I guess, let's say 85% of his roster from last year that won 12 games, and now they're not a playoff team. Okay, well, I guess if you want, you so, so your your same point you just made to, about John about guys not playing on one safety, one linebacker, one corner. Well, how come it's not a big deal? Right, the right tackle opted out. The starting right tackle opted out. Marquise Lee, wide receiver, the tight end they signed out of free agency, and there's one other guy. From offense, so Marcus Lee's played like twenty games in the last five years. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a juggernaut on offense. Okay, well, all of a sudden, if you just said, "Oh, you know what, Lane, Lane's not playing," and I, I, I you know, I, 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 the reality is, is Bill Belichick's system is supposed to be unpenetrable, and it was penetrated this year. Um, who so. says that his system's unpenetrable? It's this one season without Tom Brady, and literally the sky's falling. It's absolutely absurd. I'm sorry. Well, it's, I mean, oh, I, I don't get it. You know, they, they, you know, they don't play players. You know, it's it's it, it's a system over they that. Play players, they he he basically opened a checkbook up for Stephon Gilmore because he needed a corner. He, like three four years ago, I was like, here, I need a corner. Take all of this money. Look at what Tom Brady. What do you mean? He, yeah, he pays certain players that he sees value in a cornerback. Right. Which is good. I mean, if you if you feel like you have a problem on the outside and you need to put all your money in that and all your chips in that basket, do it. Because you know what? From an offensive perspective, if I have Tom Brady who's on a team-friendly deal and can make guys like Julian Edelman better and fucking and fucking third-string fucking tight ends you know, that you never hear about, like – yeah, he makes those guys better. James White, look, I mean, he drafted a bunch of running backs. No, I mean, he, he has. Sony Michelle's been solid. Damian Harris has been solid. Rex Legarrette Blanc. Um, but, 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 what, but what I'm saying is, it's, and you say it all the time too, and it's simple. 
It doesn't matter what you have with a roster in the NFL. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have shit. And that's right. And he and for as much as we sit here and kill Howie, he's got two of them. So he's got he's got two chips. I would say he's got one because I don't even consider Carson a quarterback right now. I would say Jalen's a quarterback. I don't want to even don't worry, Bill. Some sucker GM's gonna want him. So no, and that's what it is. Like, and that's where really where I guess I and and I think Jesse Jesse will come around. But if Jalen did becomes a stud, that's huge. How he gets breathing room, huge gets breathing room for picking no, Jalen. No, hold on. In, hold my, on. in it, my opinion, in my opinion, it's 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 not like I'm hoping that Jalen Hurts fails. No, no, no. I'm saying that maybe you'll uh, you'll you'll, you'll lighten up on you'll him. Get a little, you'll get a little more excited, maybe. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. come on. This is Jess. You have to admit this is like stars aligned for you, like Alabama guy. Come on. You've been you've been banging the drum for Alabama guys. We got an Alabama guy starting quarterback in the city of brotherly love, mm-hmm. and I don't understand. I should be able to see the tip of your penis on this Zoom call right now. <laughs> right now. Um, so, and to to go back to the Alabama thing, this is why I think it's going to be really interesting this draft because if if they decide that okay, we're going to move on from Carson, which I which I think they will. They're they're probably gonna talk to Jalen and he's gonna be like, you know, probably not around anybody else, but he's probably gonna be like, uh, you know, the, the, some of these guys they, they ain't it. And they they might ask him, like, so what do you think of uh, Waddle? What do you think of Smith? Now, those are two guys that Jalen Hurts played with. His last year at Alabama, the last two years, they were there. So he would be able to be on the scouts, be able to say Smith's the guy we need. We don't have a guy like Smith. We don't have a guy like, we don't have a guy like Waddle. We don't, you know, whatever it is. Um, he, he is in a unique position to really be like, this guy puts our offense, gives us a shot to put, put this offense over the top. And like to, to go back to Smith for a second, I'm sure at this point, everybody's seen that catch that he had um, two weeks two weeks ago against LSU. The one-handed going into the end, end zone backwards, he was 10 feet, six inches up in the air for that ball that he caught and plucked out of the air one hand. Like, we don't have a guy on this roster that can do that. Like, I don't think peak Alshon could do that. You could probably go out and get Odell Beckham real cheap who could probably do that. Maybe. But but my point though is like this is a year like if you're gonna if you could dip your toe in the water again, he might be able to tell you like you know Smith Smith's it or Waddle's it or or even because he went against Sertan playing on defense, be like he'd be the best corner on this team. And and that's where you know if we're picking twenty, Sertan's not on the board. That kid that looks like a bust from Virginia Tech, not on the board. Smith and Waddle, not on the board. The linebacker you're terrified that they're going to draft, he's going to be taken. Like, thank God. We need him on this team so bad. I'm buying Alex Alex Singleton's the guy, bro. I'm buying you a Parson jersey. We got him, John, with your name attached Um, to the front. And and speaking of of Singletary, he's been playing really well. He's been playing. How many wins do we have if they bench Gary and put Singleton in? Probably nine more. Fucking tickle monster over there. Tackle machine. Tackle machine. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I get them confused with him sometimes. My apologies. <laughs> All right. All right. I, they, I forget the name of the oh, linebackers back. coach. That's back. I don't know. The I forget the name God, of the linebackers coach. Is in a linebacker just Justin Peel Jordan Justin Peel. Well, no, it's tight end. Sorry. Full for Jewel. For Joel. Thank you. Fajita or whatever. <laughs> I guess he was real big on on Tickle Monster. And Fajita was also really down on LJ Fort. So it's like, okay, we're starting to see maybe this guy's talent evaluation kind of sucks because, like, they weren't big on Hicks. Hicks is having a good year in Arizona. Like, um, they weren't high on Singletary. Singletary's playing great. So, I mean, they're – you're starting to see some like the the two best uh, the two best pe- pieces in this draft so far from this draft are, are is an Oklahoma player and an Auburn player. It's it's Hertz and the um the the tackle from or the guard from um Auburn. And um, you guys see the video of Asante Samuel's son at Florida State. When I when they when I realized that was like Asante's kid, you're like. Holy shit, we're old. <laughs> All right. It's prediction time. Dallas week. Eagles fucking win. I don't care. I don't care what it takes or how ugly it is. Now we're talking. I is as, Eagles must beat Dallas Cowboys. It will be I think it will be an ugly game, especially with um as blown apart as our, our secondary is. But Dallas doesn't have corners nearly as good as what Arizona has. So I think it's going to be a stupid game where I think probably the I would bet the over in the game. I have a feeling that that's going to be like 70 points scored. Um, probably last team with the ball wins. Yeah, because it hurts so good. We can actually score some points now. But um, I – Dallas's defense is so bad. I I don't see them. I don't see them being able to. If we lose this game, we play good in Jerry world. If we lose this game, I'm going to be in. I'm going to be furious because Dallas is terrible. Dallas put up what 40 points against uh, 49ers. 44 points. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Dallas can put up points. Well, San Fran also had four turnovers in the in giving them the ball in the red zone basically four times as well, almost. So my prediction is Eagles win. I think comfortably by ten. I think our D line is going to destroy their O line, and Andy Dalton is going to get his teeth knocked out. I don't think they're going to be do, able to do as much on offense. I can see this being a twenty-seven seventeen Eagles victory. But it doesn't matter if if Washington wins. No, well, yeah, I mean, like, and, and all that. But, I mean, that's the game. I mean, and and I mean, the gods might be back for our side. C Mac's going to play it unless it's a setback. I mean, they're a different team with Christian on that field. So, yeah. and with Dwayne Haskins as quarterback, I mean, they locked down Rodgers last week. I mean, that was an impressive game on Saturday. I mean, to, to only lose twenty-four to sixteen. I mean, could Matt Rule got that team believing like you know oh, every matters, yeah. and so they're going to come play which is huge for us like 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 they're not caving it in so and and i don't see how Dwayne Haskins gonna gonna outscore them i mean i just no. don't I, you know so i mean you never know any sunday like you said but 
man, we might have to do an emergency podcast on Sunday after the birds fuck up the Cowboys and the and the Redskins lose because that's going to be Jesse and I can't make it. Jesse and I are having a wing night together. Uh, okay, that's fine. No, that's a good idea. That's a good um, idea. But, yeah, it's – it's <laughs> shit out of you. <laughs> it, it's going to be the, – the following game, that Washington game is – Washington's defense, that line is It's that nasty, atrocious. but I see how with her Jalen's um, agility, yeah, they're going to be a problem. I'm, I'm not trying to say that, but just how much more his skill set can overcome that a little bit and just scramble. Bill, he's going to be running for his goddamn life. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, Russ, well, hopefully he's running up the field. Well, that's what it is, too. I mean, Russ made two big 40-yard runs. Last game that were huge, and you know that's how you know that's how you beat a team like that is when they come up this way, you let them go by you, and then you go. So again, it's not going to be pretty the whole game, but you know it's and, and first things first. But uh, yeah, no, I think it's uh, hopefully going to be a good day for the birds. So, you have to, you have to beat Dallas. John, what do you got? Eagles by fourteen. I can see that. Gonna gonna go. Into Washington, then we're going to play Washington, and we're going to see what happens. See what happens. Yep, can't. You got to leave the fans hanging for next week's prediction. Can't, can't give it away. Yeah. No two for one on this shit. Yeah, can't, no, can't no. give it away. Yeah, no, you got to keep them roped in. You got to keep tackling that carrot. You got to you got to pay for that uh, that insight. That's right. Put us up on that Patreon account. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Only fans that shit. You want to see my little more mic? Give me the only fans. Well, speaking of social media, not only fans, but uh, check us out on the. Check us out on the. No, check us out on the interwebs, the Facebook, the Twitters, the Instagrams at Forfeit Pod. Um, and yeah, hey, this was a uh, this was a unanimous Eagles win against uh, a shit Cowboys team, and uh, let's not forget about our Sixers. They open up the season tomorrow against the Wizards. Ten nine eight, y'all. Ten nine eight. Go Sixers, baby. So for the Wild Bill, myself, J Lo, Big John Stud, let's take it away, Jess. Come on.